Amen. Amen. Appreciate that, Josh. Team up here each Sunday, you bless us. And what an honor it is to um, come before you this morning. If you got your Bibles, we're going to be in Psalms just like we've been already. Uh, Psalm 100, how could you go through Thanksgiving without reading Psalms 100? You've got to read it. Let's stand together as the body of Christ this morning and, and, and read Psalm 100 together. It says, shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful singing. Know that the Lord Himself is God. It is He who made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him. Bless His name. For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting and His faithfulness to all generations. Father God, here we are a generation Generation after generations have been singing your praises, Lord. We've been thanking you, God. We've been coming in and we've been just listing, God. Count your many blessings. Name them one by one. God, here we stand as your sons and daughters, God, who's been lavished by your goodness, your grace, your mercy. God, you've given us salvation, you've given us your Son, you've given us your Spirit and the promise of eternal presence there with you. God, what an awesome, what an awesome thought to know that, Lord. When we leave this earth, God, when we leave this earth and this old body breaks down and we leave here, our next breath is there in your presence. God, what an amazing thought. But, but God, until then, we... Simply say thank you. We thank you for all that we have, all that you've given us, all that you continuously lavish on us. God, for the Lord is good, his loving kindness is everlasting, his, his faithfulness to all generations. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. It's good to be here this morning. It's good to, uh, as, we, as we continue to grow, as we continue in our thought process of what does it take, what, are, what is essentially necessary. Guys, how can you be a Christian and not be thankful? How can you be a Christian and not look at the cross and see what Jesus Christ did for us there? See what God did for us. He didn't, he didn't leave us in our state of separation, but He came to us. He, he, he made a way for us. Thanking God is an easy prayer. Being thankful is an easy prayer because when you look around, you have your family, you have your health, you have just think of all the many things that we can thank God for on a regular basis. We have so much. We have one another. And no, we can't touch right now. No, we can't hug and hold hands and do all of those things. But we know that one another are there. We know that we're there. We know that and we thank God for that. This morning I'm going to walk us through a psalm, Psalm 103. I just want us to sort of walk down through it. I know the word's not thank, but it's bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Praise God. Praise God for His goodness. Praise God for His mercy. Guys, I encourage you to wake up with a spirit of praising God. Go through the day with a spirit, with your spirit praising God all through the day. No matter what you're facing, you know, you can be sitting, I, I've, 
I don't go to the dentist a lot at all, really, like I should. But when I'm at, when I'm at the dentist, there's one thing I do, and this is crazy, but I'll tell you what I do. When they're, I had a wisdom tooth pulled back, I don't know, I guess first of the year or something, I had a wisdom tooth, and it hurt. They had to do all kind of stuff. They had to cut it and yank it, and he just kept telling the nurse to go bring me this and go bring me this, and he's in my mouth saying, hey, go get that. No, that's not it. it, it it's bad when the dentist and the girl are fussing and he's in your mouth. you pulling a wisdom tooth because she wouldn't bring him the right thing, and he was in there for like an hour and a half at least, it felt like. And here's what I was doing. This is what I do, and I do it in the dentist's chair all the time. Jesus, if you took the nails, I can take this. If you took the nails, I can take this. If you took the cross, I can take this. If you took what you took, I can take this. Guys, whether you're in a dentist's chair or the doctor's coming and you're sitting there waiting on your report to come back, we can be thankful because we know that Christ took so much more. We know that He sacrificed so much more than anything that we go through on this earth. Life is tough. Yes, it can throw you some curveballs that you don't expect. Life is coming. I You'll hear me say that a lot, life is coming. But whether you're on a mountain or a valley or one side or the other, you can be thankful for the goodness and the faithfulness and the forever constant love of God. Look at it, Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Have you ever cried out to God in such a way? And here's the thing. We've cried out to God in such a way in pleading for help and pleading for intervention and pleading for uh, His protection and guidance and answers. You know when you're praising God or, or going to God in such a heavy, heartfelt way that it feels like everything inside of you is, is crying out to God. Have you ever thanked Him like that? Have you ever thanked God with such a heavy thankfulness? Have you ever looked around what all God has given you? Have you ever looked at your family? Have you ever looked at the friends that you have around you and just said, God, I praise you. Thank you so much, your health, your blessings, your job, your resources. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for just lavishing me with your goodness, God. I said this past Wednesday night, though, church, remember those that have much. Much is required. We look around us, and we're lavished with His mercy, and we're lavished with His goodness, and we're lavished with His blessing after blessing after blessing. It's not so that we can just have bigger ant beds. It's not so that we can just be the center of the, t of the universe. No, it's for us to turn and bless others. Thanksgiving is a time for us to bless others, those that have much, much is required. We bless others through what God has blessed us with. With all that is within me, everything. I know I've, Wendy was sick a year or so, a couple years ago with cancer and stuff was going on. And I can remember praying so hard. You know what I'm talking about? Have you ever prayed like that? So hard. What about thanking Him that hard? What about just thanking Him and, and naming it and listing it so hard? Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. 
Verse 2, forget none of his benefits. It don't take me long into a day before I start forgetting God. Because I get distracted. I get caught up in life. I get caught up in the day. We get caught up in the busyness. We get caught up in the moment. We get caught up in all that's going on. But you know, all that's going on, God has us in His hand. God is holding us. He's protecting us. He's caring for us. He's he's given us that breath and that breath and that breath and that breath. He's given us that thought. He's, He's making all of this work. Forget none of His benefits. You want to know what you can be thankful for? Just think about all, the, all that God has did, all that God is doing, all that God is going to do, past, present, future. God is good. We thank Him. You know, I've, I have had all my life the same thing that you guys have, are about to have this week. We've got Thanksgiving, and family will come around, and we'll sit around the table and this, this year for me will be a little different because Mama won't be there. And many of you have gone through those Thanksgivings and this Thanksgiving will be different for you because somebody won't be there. But I can't tell you, pulpit after sermon after sermon leading up to Thanksgiving, I've always said, look, when you're sitting around just in your mind, you don't have to make a big deal out of it, but just thank God for every person that's sitting around that table because guess what, they may not be here next year. Forget none of his benefits. Don't forget his benefits. Don't forget his lavished grace, his lavished mercy, his lavished goodness that is showered on us regularly, constantly, continuously. God pours his love out on us. Verse 3, who pardons us. Wow. Who pardons us from all of your iniquity. We'll read about that the way psalmist here, the way David ex- describes it. He'll describe it a little, little further on. He, God has pardoned us. He has stamped us as, as his sons and his daughters. He has stamped us clean, justified. It's a legal term. God doesn't hold our sin against us. If you're a believer, God doesn't hold your sin against you. If you're not a believer, then your sin is still held against you. The Bible has very strong words. The Bible says those who aren't believers are enemies of God. I know that doesn't seem fair. I know it doesn't seem right, but it's what the Bible teaches. Because he's offered salvation. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. How can a person be upset at a God who's offered forgiveness to whosoever will receive him? How could you get angry at that God? How could you be upset at that God? If you reject that free gift of salvation. He is offering to pardon all of our iniquities. Who pardons all of your iniquities. I get to this next little phrase, and I've had people argue about this one. Not really argue, they just come up to me afterwards and they say, Brother Shannon, I've, I prayed like on verse 1, and I prayed hard. And Look, look at part 2, let's just call it uh, part B of verse 3, and heals all your diseases. I've had people stop me at the back of the auditorium as we're walking out and say, I, I'm still sick. Family is still sick. Brother's still sick. Mama's still sick. 
You said He heals all your diseases. He pardons all your iniquities. I get it. And You, you said He heals all your diseases and, and I'm still sick. Guys, I can't tell you, but God's ways are higher than my ways. God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We have ultimate healing in Jesus. I guarantee you there's no canes in heaven. There's no eyeglasses in heaven. There's no face mask in heaven. There's no COVID in heaven. There's no cancer. There's no leukemia. There's no Lou Gehrig's. Just pick your disease. There's none of that in heaven. So yes, well, guess what? He does heal our diseases. It just might not be on our time frame. I've stood right there at the back of the door and said that so many times. See, God's timing and our timing is different sometimes. We wanted fixed yesterday. We wanted it to go away yesterday. And here I am still hurting today. Then Lord God you must not be going to heal me. In God's perfect time all things work together for the good. God is going to make all things good. Verse 4. Who redeems your life from the pit. Who redeems your life from the pit. Guys, where were you when God found you? Where were you when Christ found you? Do you remember? Some of us were single digits. Some of us were in the teens. Some of you were on up into life before you trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Go with me. Let's take a detour. Go over to Ephesians chapter 2. Look at what Scripture says. Here's where you were. Guys, I think we're, we're far more thankful when we see where we came from. He, he, he found us at the very bottom. He found you and He found me at the very bottom. I said earlier we were enemies of God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 says, And you were dead in your transgressions. You were dead in your trespasses and sins. We were spiritually dead. No hope. We were at the bottom. No, we may not have been doing the things that, that would have got us in trouble by the law. No, we may not have been doing the things that a teacher would have even recognized. We were just by nature children of wrath, even as the rest, Scripture says. We were enemies of God. We were rebellious at heart. We did what we want to do. We thought how we wanted to think. We took the direction we wanted to take. We, we woke up each day and instead of saying, Good morning, Jesus. How do you want me to live for you today? How, where do you want me to go today? How do you want me to, to shine for you today in such a way that you're glorified through me? No, before Christ, when we were dead in our sins, when we were in that pit, we woke up and we just went. We went where we wanted to go, how we wanted to go. We lived how we wanted to live with absolutely no care or concern of obeying anyone. We did what we wanted to do. There's so many people, even that sit in churches today, who wake up and just go through life. They don't think about their Savior. They don't think about Jesus. There's no conviction there there's no I've always said and I'll say it uh, if there's no conviction then there's no Holy Spirit there's no Holy Spirit then there's no salvation 
We can walk the aisles and we can say some prayers and we can say some prayers in the youth group and kids group and we can come down here and sign some papers and we can jump in the water and we can do a lot of, lot of good showy things but unless Christ radically brings us from death to life the Bible says we're still in a pit. The Bible says we're dead in our trespasses and sin. But if you don't have anything you like, Brother Shannon, I'm just having a bad day. Uh, I'm just having a bad day, and I, I hear you up there. I just don't know what to be thankful for. Look at verse 4 of Ephesians 2. If you can't be thankful for this, then but God. But God, being rich in mercy because of His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, even when we were so far away, even when we were in the bottom of the pit, He made us alive together with Christ Jesus. By grace you were saved through faith in that not of yourselves. By grace you have been saved and raised up with Him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing richness of his grace and the kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. If you can't be thankful in 2020, in a, in a season that is so not what we thought it would be. We never expected this this year. But that hasn't changed if you're a Christian. 2020 has thrown us curveball after curveball after curveball, and we think we see light at the end of the tunnel, and it's not. But that hasn't changed. If you have, if you have nothing else, you say, my, my work's wrong, my family's wrong, my life's wrong, my health's wrong, but that doesn't change, church. Or by grace you've been saved through faith. He found you. He made you His very own. He found you. Back over to Psalm. Back over to Psalm 103. Who redeems your life from the pit. Who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion. God lavishes His mercy on us. Look over verse 10. What if we got what we deserved, church? What if we got what we deserved? Think about it. You want to be thankful about something? God's not giving us what we deserve. I would have been zapped earlier this morning. I would have been zapped multiple times this morning. That was just this morning. Not even talking about last night or yesterday. I didn't get what I deserved. God doesn't give us what we deserve. What if we got what we deserved? Walk out the door running late this morning. Can't find the keys. It's got to be one of their faults. Who's responsible for my keys? <laughs> but when I get to the car and I look around for my keys, I can't find my keys. It's got to be their fault, right? No, but I'm a, I run in, I crank the car, I run back in the house, I'm screaming, where's my keys? And they're like, hot, it's your keys. I don't even deserve to be standing before you how I acted right there over a silly set of keys. And I still never found them and I'm here. He lavishes with, with goodness. What if we got what we deserve? See, that was a silly example, weren't it? That was just me having a little moment with the keys. What if, what if we got what we deserved over some of the other ways we act? You know those other ways? 
You know those moments, you know those things, you know that stuff, you know that attitude, you know that secret stuff. I just told you about my keys. I just told you everything. I just went in the house and I was like, where's my keys? And just throwing every one of them under the bus because they all stole, hid my keys. But that's what I'll tell you about. What about the ones we won't stand up and talk about? What if we got what we deserved for those? Those are secret, right? Those are hidden. They're not hidden from God. They're hidden from men. They're not hidden from God. God sees them. He's there in the moment. He's there in it. Listen, He has not dealt with us according to our sins. What if we got what we deserved? You want to be thankful? Think about that. Here's how the sentence goes. Lord, I... You haven't dealt with me according to what I deserved. Thank you. That's how it works. You didn't. God, if I got what I deserved, then. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. What if we got what we deserved? What if He rewarded us according to our iniquities? You're riding to work tomorrow and you're sitting around the table this coming Thursday and you're thinking about, I don't have nothing to be thankful for. Yes, you do. He's not rewarded us according to our iniquities. Rather, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His loving kindness toward those who fear Him. Look at verse 12. See, I don't understand this concept. I really don't understand this. You hurt me and I... I'll, this is just a human nature. You hurt me, you hurt family, you hurt somebody close to me. You just do that and you're the same way. I'm nothing... I'm, I'm just the best example to use. I know me. But you hurt me or wrong me or do us or did you just mean to us? I, I, will, I will verbally say, I forgive you and I will, I will continue on. But I'll always remember it. I'll always remember it. God doesn't. See, that, that's, that's something that's so distant and foreign from our understanding. See, we say it all the time, forgive and forget, but see, as us, as people, it's hard to, we'll forgive, but we can't forget it. And, and over a period of time, it's, it's just like we allow, and Satan whispers, remember, he did it or she did it. You remember that time, and, and there's always this, and it seems like he, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and we allow a wall to build up. But we started at the bottom with, I'm, I forgive you. It's hard to forget it. See, God, though, and I'm honest, there's so many people think that there's no way God can use me. God can work through me. God is still talking to me. There's no way God hears my prayers. There's no way 
you're saying, preacher, I, I could go, I could ride back and forth to work all day long and thanking him and thanking him and thanking him, and he's not going to hear me because I've done too much. I've hurt too many people. I've lied too much. You know, you know that part up there to where you just talked about what if we got what we deserve? See, there's no way God will ever use me or bless me or all this lavishing you're talking about on me because I've messed up too much. Look at verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, how far is that? Forever. It's infinite. The east and the west never touch again. It's a line that goes out for all of eternity. As far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgressions from us. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I want you to, let's, take a, let's take a detour. Go to 1 John. You say, you say, now I like that one, preacher. How do I get that one? I, I hear you, brother. I, I just don't completely understand how in the world can God forgive me because I've messed up a bunch now. I, I've really done some bad things. I've hurt some people. I've torn my family to shreds. I'm a workaholic. We have a lot, but they don't have me. We have a lot, but they don't have a daddy. We have a lot, but she ain't got a husband. She's just got a lot, but she ain't got me. Can go both ways, husband or wife. I like that east from the west stuff. I like that forgiveness stuff. I like that he don't remember it no more stuff. I like that. How do I get that? Well, the Bible's clear, 1 John chapter 1. 1 John 1, I want you to read it. I've quoted it many times in this room since I've been with you, but I want you to visibly see it. Verse 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from how much unrighteousness? How much? All unrighteousness. That's how it works. Thank you, Lord. You, you, didn't just, you didn't leave me to guess. You didn't leave me to try to figure it out on my own. You told me in your word exactly what you require. Verse 8, look at verse 8. If we say that we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. So if you sit there and say, hey, that east from the west stuff, I don't, have, I don't need that one. Liar. That's what the Bible says, not me. It's what the book says. Wow, thank you, Lord. So we can... We can take that verse 1 of Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Everything that is within me. You remember that prayer? Remember the, we, we pray like that for, for cancer. We pray like that for dying loved ones. We pray like that for our children. Remember I said we, we pray like that to thank God. 
that same heartfelt, heartbroken prayer, humbled before God. That's how you do First John chapter one verse nine. God, I'm sorry. And you name it. And you confess it. And you lay it out there. If we confess our sins, that's what the Bible says. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord, for forgiveness. Thank you, Lord, for for taking it from me. Thank you, Lord, for wiping my slate clean. Thank you, Lord, that I don't have to live with this weight on my shoulder. Thank you, Lord. That, Lord, I made a mistake. I messed up. I fell in the trap. You told me not to, but I went anyway. Everything inside of me, every siren, every buzzer, every radar, every red flag was going up. And yet I moved forward. I went anyway. And I hurt a lot of people. Lord, forgive me. Please. You know what that's called? That's called confession. Because that's way more detailed than I'm sorry. A lot of Christians say, I'm sorry. Lord, I messed up. I'm sorry. Yeah, you messed up. All right. Confess it and He'll forgive it. Back over 103. Verse 13. How could He do that for me? See, I don't. how could God do that for me? How many of us have zapped our kids yet? How many of your kids need zapping? Raise your hand. And we ain't zapped the one yet, have we? That's how He does it. Psalm 103.13 says, Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. There's a respect. There's a brokenness before a holy and righteous God. When you see Christ and you see he loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. And we've trusted him as Savior and we... We know we've sinned against Him and we're broken because of our sins and we're crushed over our rebellion and we repent and He lavishes His tender mercy and forgiveness and He forgets that sin. For He Himself knows our frame. He's mindful. That we are but dust. Humbling verse. Humbling verse. Don't think much of yourself. Keep it in perspective. He realizes our frame. He realizes what he's dealing with. He realizes what he's working with. And yet he still works with it. Wow, thank you, Lord. He knows what we are. He knows how how far we go. He knows the mess-ups. And yet He still works with us. He still deals with us. He still wakes us up in the morning and carries us throughout the day. Thank you, Lord. For all your goodness, 
for all your mercy. Church, we serve a good God. We serve a good God. I want you to right now just bow your heads. Everybody bow your heads. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to sing. But I want you to just spend some time thanking God right now. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read this psalm again. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Here's you an opportunity. We're not asking for a, a good diagnosis. We're, we're crying out to God. We're thanking Him with everything that we've got in our hearts right there. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of His benefits. Count your many blessings. Name them one by one. Who pardons all your iniquities. You in Christ Jesus are forgiven. Thank you. Who heals all your diseases. Guys. You see heaven. There's no pain there. There's no sickness there. There's no hurt there. For those that have trusted Christ. That's our home. Who redeems your life from the pit. He found you. Thank Him for what He's done. Look how far you've come. Look how far He brought you. You see it? Wow. Lord God, I thank you so much. I thank you so much. He hasn't dealt with us according to our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His loving kindness toward those who fear Him. Father God, You hear Your sons and Your daughters, Lord, just sitting there praising You, thanking You in their spirit, thanking You in their heart, thanking You for Your goodness and Your lavished mercy. Unmerited favor. Forgiveness that's beyond our comprehension. A relationship that we can't even fully grasp. We thank you for every bit of it. In Jesus' name, amen.